Chapter Nine of A Dash for a Throne by Arthur W. Marchmont. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Caroline. Chapter Nine: My Plan of Campaign. The first effect upon me of Praga's story was to rouse and thrill every pulse of passion in my nature i could not think connectedly and as i plunged along through the early morning to von nauheim's house i was impelled by an overwhelming desire to call that villain instantly to account insane plans flitted through my head of dashing into his room and making him fight me to the death and i gloated in the belief that i could kill him but as the air cooled my fever my steps slackened their speed my judgment began to reassert its rule and i saw that i should make a huge mistake if i allowed myself to be led in such a crisis by the mere impulses of blind rage i had another to think of beside myself he was waiting up for me no doubt curious and anxious to learn what i had been doing but i dared not trust myself to be with him then so i sent a message that i was unwell and i hurried at once to my rooms then i made the first practical admission that i felt myself in peril for i searched the rooms carefully to see that no one was concealed in them and i looked carefully to the fastenings of the doors to make certain that no one could get in while i slept i resolved also to buy myself arms on the following day i could not sleep of course i lay tossing from side to side all through the hours of the dawn thinking puzzling speculating and scheming striving my hardest to decide what i ought to do after what i had seen in the attack on praga i could not doubt that my own personal danger was great my cousin gustav's fate had shown that the men i had to deal with were infinitely cunning in resource and absolutely desperate in resolve where then might i look for any attack i judged that it would be most likely to come in some shape that would be difficult to trace to its authors and i felt that i must guard against getting embroiled in any quarrel must go armed and must be always most vigilant and alert when i found myself in circumstances that would lend themselves to my being attacked with impunity i own that i did not like the prospect i don't think i'm a coward and claim no greater bravery than other men but the thought that any moment might find me the mark for an assassin's dagger or bullet tested my courage to the utmost my main problem however was of course as to what i should do in regard to the plot there were undoubtedly a number of men pledged to support minna's cause loyal true faithful men of honour who had risked much for her and would uphold her to the last 
but how was i to distinguish the false from the true if i could do that my path would be plain enough i could reveal the whole business to them and we could together take means to checkmate the inner treachery but i could not distinguish them nor on the other hand could minna in honour desert them there was the alternative of flight of course i could return to gramberg and rush the girl across the french frontier but in addition to the distaste for abandoning those who had been true to her there were other solid reasons against the flight i could not see that there was any permanent safety for minna that way as praga had put it it was a canon of the ostenburg position that there should be no gramberg claimant to the throne left alive or fit to claim the throne and i did not doubt for a moment that she might still be the object of attack wherever she went their arm would be long enough to reach her thus flight would thwart the ostenburg scheme but it would not achieve what was far more important to us the safety of all concerned thus i was driven back again upon my former conclusion that the policy of flight must be only the last resource when other things had failed and i made up my mind that if at all possible this ostenburg scheme must be met and outwitted after many hours of thought on these lines i began to see two courses we must go on with the scheme up to the very verge of its completion then minna should indeed disappear but the disappearance should be stage-managed by us and not by the ostenburg agents and a daring thought occurred to me to entrap these men with their own snare when pledged to the hilt to support minna i would not only let her reappear at the very moment when they would be reckoning on her absence to push the claims of their own man the duke marx but i would get hold of this duke himself and put him away in her place we would thus hold the throne against them for long enough to make such terms of compromise as we could choose to dictate it would be a daredevil piece of work and call for one or two desperate men but i had two already at hand von krugen and praga with steinitz as a faithful third and we might find one or two more among those who were faithful to minna's interests the thought of this so roused me that i could not stay in my bed but paced up and down my room in a glow of excitement as i thought out pondered and planned the details move by move to the final climax my first step must be of course to mislead all those concerned in the scheme to believe that i was with them 
and that i pledged minna herself to the same course and i went to meet von nauheim in the morning with this idea clear in my thoughts you were out of town yesterday prince he said yes i am accustomed to quietude and can clear my thoughts best in the country this affair worries me i understood you were ill when you came back merely an excuse i was fatigued and in no mood for conversation it was late it was very he replied dryly i made no answer and after a moment he said i presume you were thinking about our matters they were not out of my thoughts all day and have kept me awake all night i could wish i had never heard of them i exclaimed sharply i suppose it is rather a big thing for you to decide he said with a laugh and then added quickly i presume you have decided though we shall expect to know to-night definitely i am disposed to advise my cousin to join you and go on but it may be nervousness or that i am unused to such weighty affairs whatever it is i scarcely know how to answer well you have had five or six days you know i've had to change all my views i came to munich with the conviction that such a scheme must fail and could only end in disaster or perhaps worse and now he asked eyeing me sharply i see the risks are enormous but success seems much more probable than i thought indeed if all is as it appears to be i don't see where failure can come i was trying to see that all day yesterday what do you mean if all is as it appears what else can it be in a thousand schemes every one must have a weak spot somewhere in this i fear what berlin may do this answer relieved the doubt i had purposely raised and he smiled as though my objection were ridiculous discuss that with baron heckscher you'll soon see there's no cause for fear in it if i were sure of that my last objection would be gone then you are ours at last he exclaimed triumphantly and i'm right glad of it prince you'll never repent throwing in your lot with us for we shall rule this kingdom as surely as you and i are sitting at this table gradually i allowed myself to be led on by him to copy in a modified degree his tone of jubilant enthusiasm until he had no longer a doubt that i had been won over completely and i spoke as if in some awe of the magnificent mission and great opportunities which a woman of minna's high character and aims would have as the future queen of bavaria he indulged this vein in the belief that he was drawing out my earnestness and encouraging my loyalty and indeed fooling me to the top of my bent 
he asked me how i would spend the day and whether i wished to see any more of our friends before the meeting to discuss my lingering doubts as to interference from berlin but i said i would rather be alone as i was accustomed to solitary meditation and that i was going to ride he placed his stable at my disposal and suggested one or two places of interest to which i could go i pretended to accept his suggestions and he watched me ride off standing bareheaded and gazing after me when i turned he waved his hand and his face wore a smile of confident self-congratulation at the cleverness with which he had duped me i kept to the road which he had mentioned for a short distance riding at a slow pace and then turning off from it i threaded the outskirts of the town until i struck the linden road when i put my horse to a sharp canter to keep my appointment one point i had to consider carefully how far to trust praga he was a man to beware of unscrupulous recklessly daring and bitterly vengeful but i had saved his life and i believed that he had in his disposition that kind of rough and dogged chivalry which would incline him to feel under an obligation to me at least until he had paid the debt in kind assistance of some sort from some one with inside knowledge i must have for the case was desperate enough and there was no doubt that he would be infinitely valuable to me i had strong inducements to offer too revenge for his own injuries gratitude for my help on the preceding night momentary reward to any reasonable amount and my advancement to a post of confidence there was a risk that he would betray me of course but i could not weigh these risks too carefully and this was one i felt i must be content to take i had ridden some ten or eleven miles and was walking my horse slowly past a small coppice when i heard him call to me from among the trees he had chosen a cunning hiding-place he knew his business ride on to the next turning on this side prince and turn in at the first gate i followed his instructions and found him already at the gate on foot having tied his horse to a tree i fastened mine and then joined him were you followed from my house last night he asked and when i told him no he added good i had to shake them off this morning the game is getting warmer we must not stay long together what have you to say to me will you show me the paper you made von nauheim's sign i asked i will take your word of honour for its safe-keeping he returned his dark face smiling i guessed you would wish to see it and he handed it to me you trust it to me i cried in some surprise i am no fool prince he answered 
if you keep that it means we shall work together and that is what i wish if we are not to do so you are too honourable a man not to return it i trust either wholly or not at all he raised his hands shoulders and eyebrows in a combined gesture as though suggesting there was no more to be said about the matter but you what are you going to do you have some plan of course will you work with me i asked i told you last night my purse my sword and my life are at your service and if your plan helps my revenge i will keep as stanch and true as a hound i am going to put my whole scheme in your possession was my answer and in the fewest words i told him what i had resolved keeping back only such parts of the plan as touched the countess minna and myself personally he listened with rapt attention his swarthy face drawn into thoughtful lines and he did not interrupt me once when i had finished he remained silent a long while thinking it all over carefully it is a shrewd scheme prince very shrewd there's only one difficulty well for you and me to keep alive sufficiently long to carry it through the attempt last night will not be the last and the efforts won't be confined to me they have not touched you so far probably because they feel it will strengthen their hands with the countess minna to get your open adherence to the plot but when that has once been obtained you will only be in the way and you had better lay your account with that but if we can keep our hearts beating and our throats unslit until the time of crisis comes we shall win by the sword of the archangel but i like that scheme there is a meeting to-night at which i announce my formal adherence and then i shall return to gramberg to complete my arrangements if you live to leave the town he said grimly but you understand now the sort of men you are fighting and what do you wish me to do yours will be the most dangerous and in some respects i think the most difficult work of all the post of honour you must prepare the means by which the duke marx von ostenburg can be got into our power and you must be prepared to carry out the seizure the moment i give the signal it had best be done on the very day of the court ball to my surprise he smiled and declared that that part of the business would not be difficult of accomplishment i may need one man to help me though i can probably do it all alone and you will only have to say where you wish him carried i have to find the place yet i replied but how can you do this why are you so sure i can move the female lever which can move him he returned with his hard smile but at that moment he himself will be all anxiety for the matters of state and his presence in munich will be simply imperative for their interests 
no matter if he was buried under a mountain and had to claw his way out with his nails and teeth he would do it at her bidding have no fear he will not be harmed that we can settle when we get him he answered grimly i said no more so long as we could make secure the person of the duke at the moment we needed him i would see to the rest then i arranged how we two were to hold communication and untethered my horse to leave you will go to that meeting to-night prince he asked certainly it is necessary you will go armed then arms will not be of much use but i shall take them i need not warn you again but this i would say at the very moment when you feel safest expect their attack and now as a last word let me give you a pledge that whatever happens i will not let a word between my teeth on the honour of a corsican he raised his hat and stood bareheaded he had the dramatic instinct keenly developed and he did everything with pose and gesture that might have been taken for artificiality but i was convinced that he was staunch enough in this affair i rode back to munich by a different road and my thoughts were busy with the forthcoming meeting i did not consider it at all likely that any sort of violence would be attempted then but praga's words of caution began to run in my head when you feel safest expect the attack all the afternoon they were buzzing in my thoughts and when von nauheim returned in time for a very hurried late dinner and the hour of the meeting drew nigh they were more insistent than ever in the afternoon i bought myself arms a sword-stick and a revolver and while i was alone i took careful note of the room where the meeting was to be held its entrances and exits there was a window in the corner which opened on to a quadrangle at the back of the house and i resolved to take my seat near that lest i should need a speedy way of escape i had indeed determined upon one somewhat daring step and i could not foretell what consequences might ensue when the hour for the meeting came i took my seat and watched the men as they entered and sat steadying my nerves and planning my moves in the game which was about to open in such deadly earnest and which might have such momentous consequences for all concerned End of chapter nine